Hey Tigers, Indie Nation is back with its student-led podcast, Tiger Talks, again this year. We are so excited to start making new episodes with all of our new members and create great content for you all. Before we dive into today's episode, which touches on sports, entertainment, the coronavirus, and school, I want to introduce what our purpose really is. My name is Mahin, and I'm a sophomore at Independence. I started the podcast with a few of my friends from the Prowl staff. Over time, we together have learned a lot about making podcasts and have some great plans to expand our platform with the addition of our new YouTube channel as well. With that said, all students at Independence are welcome to join us. We cover a wide variety of topics and will be having guest speakers as well. We hope to give students an opportunity to communicate with their peers and others in an entertaining and meaningful way, despite the challenges we face with distance learning at the moment. With that said, let's get right into it. Hi everyone, this is the movie segment. Today we're going to be talking about Mulan, the Regal Cinema Bankruptcy, and also High School Musical, so let's get down to business. So first I'll start introducing myself. I'm Grace Butler and I'm a junior. I'm India Ismail and I'm also a junior. I'm Eva Anderson and I'm a sophomore. I'm Maddie Bach and I'm also a sophomore. Okay, so I saw Mulan. Did you all see Mulan? Okay, we're about to watch it, like, probably in a couple days, but I've heard so many reviews just, like, going on Twitter and stuff, so I, I'm pretty much an expert, yeah. I actually watched it this weekend. I watched both the remake and the animated one, because apparently my mom didn't <laughs> me as a child, so. That's hilarious. What did you think? Which one did you like better? Um, I definitely liked the animated version better. I felt like the characters were more like, I don't know, they had more of a personality, I felt like. And okay. I just felt like they left out a lot of stuff in the remake. Isn't the dragon not in the remake? Yeah, it's not in it. Like, you're just gonna cut out Mushu? He is basically the main character. That's so messed up. Yeah, for real. Oh, There's gosh. also no um, Shang. Or is that his name? And that was just a big letdown for me. Yeah, there was, there was a different character that was in replace of Shang, but there wasn't a Shang, so, you know. That sounds horrible, not gonna lie. Wow. I can't remember. Did the main guy that liked Mulan ever come back in the new one? You know how in the end of the animated version, like, he comes back to find her? I can't remember. I, did he come back at the end? Oh, uh, yeah, he did. Okay, well, there was something with it. I remember when I watched that, I just didn't feel like they did a good enough job. Like, he just, oh, I remember what it was. I think he, like, he came back, and he, they were, or his people came, and they were like, okay, this is Mulan, and we, he wants you fighting in his army or something. Yeah. It made no sense, but all I remember is that the ending, I was like, man, I really wish they'd stuck more to the original. So I agree with all your points. I think I really wish they stuck more to the original. So do I even want to watch this now? Like, or will I just be disappointed? I think you have to take it for what it is. Like, okay. if you look at them kind of separately, it's still a good movie. Like, if you if you were watching this for the first time and you hadn't seen the cartoon, it would probably be good then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no music, so that's also a big letdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. think my favorite Disney remake so far has to be um, Cinderella. That was so good. Oh my gosh. 
made me cry, but it was good. Yeah. I really liked Belle. I just, yeah. maybe because my sister made me watch it a bunch, but the costume designing, everything, it was so good. I love Emma Watson. Yeah. I really well. Okay. So I think we should move into our next topic, the regal bankruptcy. What do you guys think? Was this inevitable? Is it only because of COVID? So I know everyone is saying it was inevitable because like I've, I've just heard that movie theaters were declining in the first place, but I never really saw evidence of that, if that makes sense. Because like opening weekends for like every single movie would be millions and millions and millions. So it just never made sense to me that the business was like failing so much. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think what was going to happen is there was going to be way less movie theaters. Yeah. Three years ago, you could find a movie theater every 10 minutes. But I think eventually we would get down to where you actually had to drive somewhere to watch a movie. But I still think there would be movie theaters. I just feel like with all the streaming services and movie theaters kind of expensive now, like it's, it's not an everyday thing for people to go. So mm-hmm. I think when they opened movies, that's when they were really making their money, like you said, on the first weekend and when they opened movies. Yeah, that is true. I mean, because it's all about the experience and being able to say that you were, like, in the theater among the first people to see it. That's always so cool. Yeah. I feel like um, they were definitely going towards closing, but COVID definitely pushed it. And, you know, they've been around for such a long time, and I feel like if movie theaters were going to um decline that much that it would have already happened by now yeah exactly yeah I think it was like the right timing for them (laughs) the the last movie I saw in theaters was the Harley Quinn movie and like it was such a good movie but it's making me really sad to think that that was the last like movie I could have ever seen in a theater I don't know I'm trying to think I don't my last movie in the theater might have been Little Women I don't remember. I should think about that. So I used to live down the street from a blockbuster and I loved going to blockbuster and I was of course devastated when it closed. So I feel like it would be so sad to lose movie theaters. And also I saw the last blockbuster there ever was. They closed it down as a store and they opened it up as an Airbnb. Did you see that? That's hilarious. (laughs) I would definitely stay there if that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> stay, being able to say that you were staying in a old blockbuster. That must be something. I think it's smart because it's kind of like an attraction, but I don't know. Okay, yeah. so moving on, we're also going to talk about HBO, Disney Plus, all that. Like, do you think that sped up movie theaters decline or? Probably, but also like all of those streaming services wouldn't get the movies that were released in theaters until a little while after. So like, I don't really know how to answer that. Just And they're so expensive too. And then if you want to watch like as many movies as possible, you need to pay like 30 bucks a month to get all, all of the streaming services. It gets so costly. No, Disney Plus started putting new movies on there, but they cost like $20. And I know that's less than going to the movies with your family, but still it's just annoying to have to pay monthly and then also pay for that fee. Yeah, I mean, I would rather pay 50 bucks to go 
in a theater and just see a movie in the theater than pay 20 bucks to sit on my couch and watch it. I don't know why, that's just me, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's more of like an experience when you're going to the movie theater. Like there's like this whole thing where you like, you get candy and like popcorn and all that stuff and you get to watch the movie. And you get to like, look at all the commercials and like all of the ads and stuff like that. And hate everyone that starts clapping in the middle of the... <laughs> I remember when my family used to go, we would watch all the ads and we'd give each other a thumbs up or a thumbs down about whether we thought it was going to be a good ad and whether we should watch it. And that was really fun. So honestly, but now I have an ad on a streaming service and I am like the most frustrated person ever. Like I have Hulu, but it's not premium. (laughs) I cannot stand it. And the worst part is they play the same ads. So I'm like, how many times are you going to show me this Geico commercial? exactly it's so miserable it's like um with youtube i would rather um have an ad that was like five seconds and skip it than an ad that was actually five seconds and i couldn't skip it like it would make me so infuriated um, yeah i agree all i'm gonna say is i am not happy with hbo right now like what is it hbo max hbo plus HBO max. what are they gonna come up with yeah <laughs> They have good shows. I'm really mad because I have virtually every other streaming service and I like the ones I have, but I'm not going to pay for HBO, but I'm really mad that they have such good stuff. I'm like, do I need to bite the bullet? Do I need to get it? I don't know. Well, it's like every time you do like buy one of the streaming services or get a long-term plan, then suddenly all of their stuff will just go off of the streaming service and onto another. So it's so annoying. (laughs) Like Friends, I think. They took it off of Netflix and then it's now on HBO. I don't know if it's staying. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I finally started watching Friends. For years, everyone was like, you got to do it. It's the best show. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm on season two. And do you then, like it? I was like, and then I was considering, do I buy the DVDs? But then I was like, the DVDs are more expensive than if I just get HBO Max for a month or two. But I don't know. I still haven't finished it, but I tried. (laughs) Do you like it? Do you like it so far? I actually did like it. I mean, I really like sitcoms and my favorite is The Office. So (laughs) everything I based off is kind of like, how was it compared to The Office? (laughs) But I understand that it's not the same. Like the show isn't the same at all. But I think they had the right cast. It was a good mix of people, I think. Yeah, and they were all starting out. It was cool. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I see shows and they're such well-known people that I'm like, I can't detach them from their previous role. Yeah, also, like, sometimes when there's an all-star cast, like, you immediately know it's going to be a bad movie. Oh, my God. Like, Cats? I don't... Do we need to... I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I never got to watch Cats, but I heard that everyone hated it and it was awful. Yeah, like, my sister. Oh, sorry. You can go. My sister saw it and she said that it was like the worst movie ever, and she left halfway through. So I just didn't even try to watch it. <laughs> it was kind of disturbing, like parts of it, because every single character was an animal. So there'd be like animals eating other. It it was just very disturbing on many levels. I don't know why they chose to make it. Yeah, I didn't actually see it. My mom and dad went to see Cats on Broadway. <laughs> and they were like, uh, that was fine. Uh, anything against Cats. So we just, but we saw the trailer 
And one, we were like, what is it? It's so bizarre. And two, we were like, why? Why did they have to make cats? Like, there's so many other good <laughs> I also, music we could have done. I think it cost a lot of money, too. Like, the production of it was millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. It was insane. I don't... It was just, like, one giant waste of money and time, I feel like. But I agree. Okay, so moving on to our final topic, High School Musical. Ooh. See, I haven't watched High School Musical in a while. It probably the last time was like seven years ago. <laughs> but yeah, but I like I we have Disney Plus. I need to start watching them. Yeah, I agree. I actually had a High School Musical themed birthday party at <laughs> Reef Cinema. So if it goes away, I'm gonna be sad in one of their party rooms. They have party rooms? They have party rooms. Yeah, it's like a small room. It's nothing special. But anyway, you go watch the movie. But I also went to a birthday party where they assigned you a character. And you had to dress up as that character. I was Chelsea. And my <laughs> for the longest time, we're trying to find the right glasses. We're trying to figure it out. But I was so mad because, of course, this is when I was probably like seven, eight. And of course, I want to be Gabriella or like Sharpay at least. Main character <laughs> moment. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm older, I'm like, Kelsey really made that whole thing work. But at the time, I was like, Kelsey? That's Who like is she? <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with that. I mean, I think, like, that franchise movie is the reason that, like, our generation is obsessed with Zac Efron. Because we were all so little. He was, like, all of our first celebrity crush. You know, I honestly, I don't... I really like Zac Efron in High School Musical, but anything after that, I'm just like... Like, what happened to him? Yeah. Like, and he's done some good stuff, but I'm just like, Troy, Troy Bolton was the peak. Like, <laughs> you can't get better. Yeah, yeah, I liked him in that movie. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's like where he turns into his younger self. Like he starts out as an older yeah, guy. I remember that. 17 again? Maybe? Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good and movie. And he looks like Troy Bolton in that movie, so that's about <laughs> it for me. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't he play basketball too in that movie? So it was literally copy paste moment. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't sing though, so that's uh, disappointing. Yeah, I never found him attractive. I mean, maybe in High School Musical, but like <laughs> never. He was <laughs> short. He like looks small. I don't know something about that I think he's 5'8 or something okay that's what I'm saying I'm 5'7 so it's like I don't know it doesn't work for me that's funny I don't know he was just like my my probably my first celebrity crush I just because of those movies I don't know he had it all he did he sung (laughs) he played sports he he did it all yeah yeah. And okay, it wasn't so- like the classic um, football cheerleader type of thing. Exactly. Speaking of that, I watched One Tree Hill. I mm. don't know if you all have seen it, but it's basically like every other teen drama that follows around high schoolers, except it's not centered on football, it's centered on basketball. And I remember watching that and I loved it because I'm like, I have nothing against football, and I will be out at every home football game. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I just love the basketball. Like, I feel like 
basketball doesn't get any shine and it made the plot more original yeah like every everyone chooses football because like there's not a single movie where at least one of the main characters doesn't play football so it's so like predictable so i mean yeah it's just fun to see another sport yeah yeah i agree so what did you all have you seen the spin-off series on disney plus and what did you think i never saw it but like i was i saw tiktoks of it someone put like pretty much illegally recorded the entire show and put it on tiktok i like one night i just went through watching a couple episodes it was really funny i was kind of against it from the start because i felt like it was just copying high school musical and nothing was as good as high school musical but it's really not high school musical and i feel like they shouldn't call it that because now they're going to do another season and it's a different play so it's like i don't understand but um i thought it was okay kind of cringy the acting wasn't the best yeah i feel like it follows that like whole disney channel like i don't know it's like really like you can't watch it because like the laugh tracks and all that stuff i don't know i liked it but it it really didn't like i thought a lot of people weren't gonna like it because of the comparison between the two like people thought you could never remake high school musical but i really didn't think that you could like compare the two in any way like it was just two completely different things i totally agree i i originally wasn't gonna watch it i have disney plus for a couple months i was like there's no way they're not gonna recreate it but then i watched and i'm like okay this isn't it i agree maddie i don't know why it's titled that i liked that they started the first season uh, like a spoof off high school musical because i feel like that got people watching it but other than that nothing really but i when I was younger, watching all these teenagers play out these like really simple high school storylines was fun. But now that I'm older, I don't know. I'm just like, I, it's a little cringy. Like it seems weird that they're our age and all they care about is this theater production, you know? Like, I was sort of, con- <laughs> I was always confused on who um, they were targeting because like, were they targeting like, eight nine-year-olds or were they targeting us because we saw the original I was always so confused with that so I was like really disappointed that it was more targeted like the actual show was targeted for eight-year-olds I I agree you know I was originally confused and I I don't know if they knew like I think they just kind (laughs) of threw it out there because like I said it's not a a sophisticated enough show to kind of appeal to not only us but a lot of people older than us too but also, I feel like for the younger people, it has a little too too much high school musical, too much of an homage that some of the jokes just wouldn't make any sense. So I, I agree. I'm not really sure who they're trying to target, but I think they were successful. I feel like they got enough people from the older generation that were like, okay, this is fun. And enough people who were younger that were willing to like move past the high school musical stuff and just look at the plot line. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just like the entire time, I barely remember the first three high school musicals, but the entire time I was just judging it based off of those. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's so weird to think that like the younger generation, they don't, they haven't grown up with all these Disney Channel shows and like Nickelodeon, like that. I feel like that's what 
our generation kind of like based our personalities on like growing up but yeah I mean like Wizards of Waverly Place that was my everything and so many kids now like have no idea what that is or where Selena Gomez like started from and all of that yeah, I think it's so sad that no one's going to know Good Luck Charlie, iCarly, yeah. and all of those shows. And now the Disney shows, no offense, but they're just not at that level. They, like, some of their plots seem so questionable. Like, they, that would go directly over my head. Like, the Andy Mack one, like, the plot of that would go directly over my head if I was nine years old. I don't, uh, yeah. yeah. I, so, my sister, we're six years apart. So, she was watching Disney like when it was really different from what we were watching and I agree I mean I might be biased but I think they peaked with us like every show on was so good and I feel like ending around Good Luck Charlie is where they kind of cut it off like I remember her watching Casey Undercover and I was like I really like Zendaya but this show makes no sense and it was so dry I feel like they tried to recreate the magic of like Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place, but they couldn't do it. I just feel like they keep on trying to do it, but they can't. Mm-hmm. It's so questionable now. <laughs> no, they really like went overboard when they did, was it Bizarre Fark? The one with Jake Paul. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I'm surprised Olivia Rodrigo came back from that one. <laughs> Honestly. She did come back though. And you know, I was watching with my sister and I'm like, okay, first of all, this show is just irritating. <laughs> but they're trying to make the plot line more modern by following around YouTubers. But it was just so over the top that I'm like, not even YouTubers act like this. I just can't watch it. Yeah, it was so irritating. I, I turned it on once or twice just because there was nothing else on the TV and it was like, I couldn't even tell what was happening in it. It was just like them having a screaming match. Like they were, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I agree. So what did you all think about, do you have a preference for which high school musical you watch? Like I know some people are like two is definitely better or one is definitely better. What do you think? I just remember liking the second one more. I don't know why. Probably just because it was during the summer. I like, I love the summer. I was definitely three. I don't know why. I just, I love this song. And I know, I know people are always one or two, but I just thought the songs were the best in the third movie. Um, I'm with you, India. I like the second one the best. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go number one. I think that has the roots. You know, you get to see how Gabriella and Troy meet. And I feel like in the first movie, it's, usually always good stuff happening like in the second movie isn't that the one where she moves away or is that the third and then but there's like and he's with Sharpay yeah there's like a breakup or something I can't remember but I feel like that's true to a lot of tv shows like sometimes I'll start watching binging them and then once it gets to the second season I'm worried to continue (laughs) I know that's when they start like everything's falling apart like a main character moves away someone dies yeah (laughs) um well the first movie I love the first movie because Drew Drew Seeley was singing the entire is it Drew Seeley yeah right yeah all of Zach's things because apparently Zach couldn't sing 
I, I don't know though because he sings fine to me in the other movies and then he was in Greatest Showman I was like he, he seems so good in Greatest Showman Disney you know <laughs> yeah, Disney never, is questionable yeah yeah when I didn't know that and then someone told me and I was really upset because I don't know it just kind of ruined it for me and then I was like I just don't understand he has such a good voice like what was going on yeah me too I'm like watching the scene especially when the basketball game stops and the I think she's an athlete or something the competition stops and they like come together and I'm like knowing he's not singing it's much it's not as good you know like she's out here belting and it's just not the same yeah I don't know like when when you realize that it was Drew, Drew, you sort of notice it too, because like you can tell that Zach is lip syncing and it's a little bad because the voice doesn't match his character. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But I remember, I think it's, I'm probably not going to say the title of the song right, but Don't Back Down or something where he's, on the golf course, like running around, something happened. That was like my song. I watched that scene and I was like, man, <laughs> like how <laughs> So powerful. I know, I don't know what else. I never realized, I think it's the, I think it's the second one, maybe the first one, the ending. Miley Cyrus is a cameo. For like two seconds. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't know, and then I saw it online. It's like in the pool scene, her head pops up in like a two-second frame. Yeah. Pretty exciting. That was a giant crossover. Yeah. Is the third one where they have, I'm trying to remember which one's which. Um, What is it, prom or something? And there's that like whole series. Okay, I will admit, I thought that was so cool. (laughs) <laughs> where it's like the series of them getting ready for prom, but it's almost like a theater production. I just thought that part was so cool. So I I like three. I know some people like do not like three and they don't watch it, but I like them all. I think they're all good. Yeah, I thought it was rare that all three of them could be good, but they were. I also, for the third movie, I just like the part where they're dancing on the roof. That was just iconic for me when I was a kid. I don't know why. That was so cute, yeah. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, I'm like, could you imagine someone getting on the roof of Independence? (laughs) They would literally be tackled. How do you even get up there? (laughs) And I really like the scene where he goes with, oh my god, what's what's his best friend's name in it? I cannot believe Corbin Blue plays him. Chad. Chad. Chad, Chad. Okay, I love the scene where they're going through that, like, junkyard and making different shapes with their shadows I loved that yes that that is that's the best (laughs) between that one and the get your head in the game song from the first one that one's so much fun yeah I just think overall they were real like really well done Disney movies and I feel like they're trying to emulate that but they haven't gotten back to it besides um teen beach movie the first teen beach movie I yeah. actually did like Teen Beach. I was a little weary because I was definitely older when it came out, mm-hmm. but I liked it. I was like, oh. And it was a lot of fun. I feel like they hadn't done that plot line. Like Disney yeah. repeats a lot of its basic plot lines, like with different characters, different locations, but I hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah, like some of the songs in it are a little annoying, like now 
going back and watching it, but the actual plot was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, since I was older, I didn't think I was going to like it as much, but I definitely liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone will play the songs, and I know all the words, and I'm like, how, what, <laughs> when, did, when did I memorize those? <laughs> I know, I feel like that one kind of crept up on me. Like, I didn't really think about it, and then I'd hear the songs, and I'd be like, I really remember all of them, but I liked it. I think that came out in, like, 2013 or 2014. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't hmm. know. Well. Okay, so this is kind of a tangent, but quickly before we wrap up, wrap up, I was watching Grease at a drive-in for my sister's birthday. And I was watching, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies that Sandy dies in the beginning. Have you, if you never heard this? Okay. No. Here's the conspiracy. Maddie knows. She's shaking her head yes. So the conspiracy is that she drowned, they both <laughs> drowned, and that Sandy is kind of like going through like a fever dream while she's dying of like playing out her story with this guy who tried to save her. And in the end of the movie, they fly away. Like if you notice their car goes into the air, like into nothing. I no had I? no idea. That's I was crazy. so mad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> abomination. This movie must be real. There's no way. So I looked it up and a lot, it's kind of mixed sources, but I think I found a, de- a definitive, no, she was alive. But I just had to throw that in there because I don't know why, but Teen Beach movie when it's like 50s kind of themed, that just reminded me of it. And I remember I was like, there's no way she's dead. I can't, I cannot deal with that. That's so sad. Oh my gosh. I had no idea about that. Wow. I didn't either. Yeah. How do people come up with this? <laughs> I don't know. Too much it's like time. The, um thing where people say that peter pan they all go to like heaven and it's just like the children dying and i was like excuse me that ruins my whole entire <laughs> childhood <laughs> no what <laughs> like being ruined as we speak oh my god my childhood <laughs> that's so what i had never heard of that no but i looked it up and the creator did say something and they were like no that was not our intention <laughs> incorrect so, <laughs> yeah same thing with greece i was just like there's no way what the heck wow okay i think that's it i think that's all we have to run on <laughs> that was pretty about. good so, maddie do you want to send us off <laughs> okay once a tiger talks listener always a tiger talks listener Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey guys, this is our very first episode of Tiger Talk. So today we're going to dive right into some stuff about school these days. So I'm going to pass it over to Samana and she's going to talk about some stress techniques you guys can use and overall how everyone's feeling right now. Um, So today I'll be telling you the effects of COVID-19 on public schools, uh, public school education. Um, So did you guys know that um, these uh, primary COVID um, slide estimates uh, suggest students that um, they could begin fall 2020 uh, very roughly, like it started very roughly of 70% of people were learning um, games uh, and reading from um, prerogative and typical um, like areas. But um, before we head forward, I'm ever like to um, tell you a funny joke, which I think which is um, really fun. So the joke, so the joke is, 
that um, a, a child is saying that I am a horrible, I'm horrible at home school here. My child has been uh, recess at from 930. Um, I think this is a really fun joke. Um, so, um, so as we move on, I have some tips um, which can which can make distance, learn, distance learning fun. Number one, you can make um, cool inventions um, and get out and have some fresh air. There's also um, like I think is that um, if you have pets, you can play with your pets or um, like have fun time with your family member. And um, I also think um, spending time with your family and friends is relaxing. And um, I love to make origami. So um, I think that's also quite stress, um, like stress relief. And then last but not least, if you're, guys in, if you're all into TikTok, you can also do that as a fun hobby. Um, thank you, that's all I planned today. So um, now I'd like to give it to Mahin. So yeah, I think some really great points were brought up so far. I think everyone has their own ways of kind of like dealing with everything and like enjoying their free time whenever they can. So now I think a lot of what we're struggling with is how like how to stay organized and study at this time. So for those currently finding themselves like overwhelmed with lots of deadlines and having trouble staying focused, especially for the upperclassmen, we have like a few helpful tips that we all are gonna share to hopefully help you create a routine that's gonna help you stay on top of all your academics while you're at home. So I feel like right now what we're all struggling with is that we don't have our teachers and peers right by our side when we're working. So we're constantly finding ourselves like procrastinating and like struggling to even getting started. But when it comes to online classes, I think it's important that everyone realizes that they need to like find that discipline to get your work done and not procrastinate the same way you would do if you were in school. So treat your online classes the same way you would to a face-to-face -face class in person, and you'll get the same real value of your class and truly learn. And also it's important that you're setting goals for yourself and like writing them down and staying accountable, whether that's writing an agenda or even like bulleting, like pick up a few habits that you find are gonna help you. And I think with AP exams coming up and all that stuff, maybe you can even like try out study groups and there's always counselors available. And I think a lot of us take that for granted and we don't reach out to them. But I know for a fact, they have like a lot of different resources and tutoring services and stuff that you can totally look into if that's something you wanna do. And then I know everyone has their own take on studying tips and organization. So if anybody wants like, dive in and share what's working for them so far. Yeah, I'll go first. So one, I will say I totally agree that there's a lot of study things that the counselors have. I was a peer tutor last year and not one person ever came. So I didn't end up having to tutor anyone. But I was still there. Um, but I think that's something that's really helped me with studying is watching short videos. In a normal year, I usually don't do that, but I'm finding that I feel like my like brain is moving a thousand miles a minute. And so by the time I get to my class to take a test, I don't remember what we were even talking about. So I think for me this year, finding review videos has been really, really helpful. Yeah, I know on like YouTube for almost every single class, there's like so many different videos, whatever like rocks your boat, you can totally watch that. And they're really helpful. 
Um, I think I agree with you on that because um, if you review something as a class and the next day you kind of getting hard difficulties um, remembering it, I think YouTube videos are really helpful um, of understanding and you can like um, review them whenever you're having difficulties. Yeah, I also like watching videos because it's like so much more helpful because I can see what the person is doing. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand it. Um, but also, like, another thing that really helped me was Quizlet, especially this year's and everything's online. You can most likely find a lot on Quizlet. So I love, like, making flashcards on Quizlet. And that honestly has really helped me this year. Yeah, I feel like Quizlet is actually underrated. Like, I remember when I was taking French, I, I could not pass a vocab quiz unless I made a Quizlet. But then I didn't have French anymore, so I just kind of left Quizlet to the side. But now I'm in English, and they're like, here's a vocab quiz. So Quizlet has actually been really helpful. And even not just for vocab, like some facts that I need to know, like important dates in history or important formulas in math is really helpful to kind of get the repetition. And then even just reaching out to other people in your class, getting their number. I know for almost like every single class of mine, we have like these huge group chats and even smaller ones. And like, it's really helpful to like get to know the people in your class, even if you're not seeing them face to face. It's always good like to talk to someone about your class who's in the same situation as you, if you have any questions and just like motivating one another. So that's a really good way to kind of like use social media and stuff. Um, and I've noticed that Quizlet only doesn't um, do the ones you make. Um, sometimes if I go to Google or something and I um, like search for the word, it gives me um, different types of quizzes which other people have made so I can use for some information. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Sometimes you can find it already made, which is really nice. I remember back to my French, but sometimes there were Quizlet's already made. So I just wanted to loop back to something Mehdi said. He had said that he really liked making origami. So do you want to tell us like, what's your favorite thing to make? Do you use a special paper? Like, how do you do that? Um, so for origami, origami um, it's pretty like simple. Um, it depends, like if you're more like an artist and um, you want to express your um, art with origami, um, I would encourage you to use regular paper. But if you're starting um, as new, I, um, any kind of paper will be um, fine. I mostly use um, like plain paper. And then when I get the hang of it, I go on to um, uh, colorful paper. Yeah, I just think that's so interesting. I've never done it, but it's always interested me. It's one of those things that I'm like, oh, maybe one day if I had some extra time, I'll pick it up. Like solving a Rubik's cube, I have never done it. I've attempted, but I've never done it. So <laughs> I think that's a really cool hobby and also something really cool to pick up is I have been doing an advent calendar with my family for Christmas and my mom got us a little canvas and paints and we painted a picture. And I'm usually not the painting type, but it really helped me relieve stress. So I feel like in school online, we kind of have to think of some unconventional things to help us out.
Yeah, I think like this is a great time for everyone to like pick up new hobbies and find ways to spend time at home. Like I would never even like set foot in the kitchen because I'm not good with that type of stuff and like following instructions. But now I like genuinely enjoy like looking up new recipes and making them and just like actually doing stuff that I wouldn't have done before. So I think everyone should take advantage of the free time that they do have and kind of like use that in a unique way. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that because um, it's good to do try something different in your free time rather than just um, sitting and wasting time. Yeah, this is kind of embarrassing, but like recently I picked up on, I learned how to ride a bike <laughs> because I didn't know how to before. And honestly, I'm, I'm like loving it. And like, it's such a big like stress reliever because like, I was, like, always so pressured. I was everyone, like, riding my bike. like, oh, it's so cool. And so now I always do it when I'm free. And honestly, it's, like, a great break from school. So, yeah. You want to know what? Props to you. No embarrassment. You know, it is actually hard to ride a bike. I remember when I got my first, like, big girl bike and it didn't have brakes when you like push back on the wheel I ran into a bush the first time so <laughs> it's always a learning experience but my family we actually had been thinking about getting something like a peloton but we're like man not only can you barely find a peloton because of the pandemic but it's really expensive so actually we got a really cheap bike off of Amazon and we just use the Peloton app and my sister's old iPad. And it's like, we just pay the monthly fee, but it's much cheaper. So I just want to put a little tidbit out there that if you're thinking about a hobby, but it might be expensive or you're not sure what to do, a lot of people are putting out alternative ideas. So you can always look and try to figure something out if there's something you really want to do. Yeah, I think I agree on you because there's a mil like if you can't find one idea, um, there are a million ideas out there to do um, as hobbies. Yeah, like throwback to quarantine, but I remember everyone was going on like long, long walks all the time with their families. And like on YouTube, there was Chloe Ting. And I think like a lot of us picked up some stuff that we would have never imagined we were doing. And like still to this day, like when I'm bored, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'm going to go on a walk, which like would have never come to my mind like a year ago. Like I would always be like, oh, I see like the moms walking in the neighborhood at like nine right before school but I didn't think that like that was something I would enjoy and I think it's like kind of like the peace of mind that you get when you like step outside when you're in your room all day on the screen but it's important to like step outside and kind of like take a break from everything yeah totally so my family has been hiking I'm not the biggest hiker so I'm like okay I'll go on an occasional trail but my dad and sister found this one trail and when I tell you it was like so you start up on a hill and then it goes down to water, to a river. But coming back up that hill is insane. I was like on my all fours trying not to fall back down the hill. So I do enjoy walking, but I found that I'm not an extreme hiker. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, like, um, like it's hard that once you, um, yeah, like, um, it's like hard when you're um, hiking, like it's going easier going up and then coming down. It's like um, really like hard. Yeah. So I think just to wrap up our episode, 
we should all go around and say our one biggest tip for people, how to deal with school and the pandemic and something. So I'll go first. My biggest tip is time management. I know that everyone says that, but even though we're in school for the same amount of time, I feel like there's not enough hours in the day this year. So I think really using the learning lab, which is something at the beginning I was kind of loosely doing, but really using it has been super helpful this year. So Mahin, do you have a tip that you want to give people? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest like aspects of this is like focusing on your mindset, even though that sounds like so cliche, but like I know for a fact, like starting off this year, once like my workload increased, that I was feeling like extremely stressed. And I was like always looking at like all the list of stuff I had to do. And I was like freaking out, feeling overwhelmed at all the stuff I have to do. But I think it's important that like you look at like where you're going to be in the end if you actually get everything done and you do it. And like kind of like looking towards the future and like why you're doing all of this, like that kind of helps you stay on track and like motivated to set goals and actually like get them done because they're going to pay off in the end. Even if like right now you feel a little stressed and like under the weather because of school. Yeah, to bounce off what Mahin said, like, just don't overthink it because it's all in your head. And honestly, like, I personally overthink everything. And I was so stressed out. But honestly, like, just don't take it like too seriously. But at the same time, take it seriously. Yeah, because this is your future. But like, just don't overthink it. Because like, that's just gonna get you messed up. And then you don't want that. So yeah. And after all, um, we know that we're in a pandemic and um, like we're homeschooling, but there are fun, like, um, like fun facts about like, um, like you're taking school from your own um, school or work from your own comfort. And um, just some tips are that like keep, it's the best, the best thing is that you're in your home, you get to spend time with your family and friends and love someone which you didn't do in regular life. So I think it's, kind of the fun fact about the pandemic because um to meet relatives I mean not meet relatives but enjoy um time with family and friends and um like for school I know it's like it's like kind of we're thinking that I wanted to meet my friends this year and I wanted to see the teachers um in person but it's just like at least we're having school rather than just like wasting um a year so I think it's kind of um good that the the that we're in quarantine spending time with family yeah I totally agree so just to wrap it up I think that we all need to realize that we're in a pandemic and this is never going to be a normal year we're never going to accomplish what we thought we were going to and just that even though school seems a little tricky right now we always have next year so Mahin if you have anything to add if not and then I feel like it's important to realize like a few years from now everyone is going to look back on the memories like everything that was going on right now like it's not gonna be like even though right now we feel so weird about what's going on and we've gotten used to it a couple years from now you're gonna like remember so many things and this is gonna be like such a significant time period in our lives as we're growing older that we had to like deal with all this stuff so I think it's pretty cool in a sense that we get to like talk about it later on yeah I think it's kind of like memories that few uh, viewers after we'll be like hmm there was a time called pandemic and yeah it's just gonna be a memory after a long time hello everybody welcome back to tiger talks it's been a minute 
Um, my name's Olivia, and I'm going to be hosting with two other great people today. We're going to be talking about TV and all the things that we have watched during quarantine. Um, I'm an avid fan of all things pop culture, and I love talking to people. Hi, I'm Lahari, and I'm a sophomore here at Indy. Uh, I'm in love with baking as a much-needed stress reliever from school, and also I just love watching TV shows of all genres, from like the most despairingly sad ones to the literal laugh-out-loud ones on Netflix, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Hi, I'm Bree. I'm a freshman. I am a humongous Avengers fan. I'm totally down to talk about Avengers anytime. And I also love sloths. So. <laughs> well, right off the bat, I just, I'm curious, Bree. What's your favorite? Who's your favorite Avenger? I have to know. Is that a hard question? Maybe that's a hard question. But I'm just curious. My favorite Avenger is probably Wanda Maximoff. Oh, okay. There we go. She's kind of mysterious. She's not, she's not a basic choice. I like Wanda. I'd have to say Thor. That's pretty basic. He's just, you gotta love a himbo. All right. So, um, we're going to talk about quarantine and TV shows. Who would like to go first? Uh, well, I don't know about you, but I've watched a lot of TV shows during quarantine. Like there's really nothing else to do. So um, I've gotten to I've gotten into a lot of different genres that I haven't explored like ever before, specifically anime. Um, I watched Haikyuu. It's pretty good. And I'm watching Death Note right now. Also pretty good. And I never thought I would be saying that I watched anime, but now I am. So. Hey, I um I totally agree with you 100%. I've never thought I'd find myself watching anime. Um I had seen the video from Death Note with the potato chip scene. I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but I remember seeing that on YouTube and I was like, "What is this? Like this is so stupid." But I've wa- I have finished Death Note now. That was one of the shows I watched during quarantine and it was pretty good. It was kind of mind-boggling. And my favorite part about quarantine is the whole fact, like, yeah, we had the chance to try new hobbies and things like that. But the amount of TV that I've watched personally is just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount. I feel like all of our screen times have gone astronomically up since before the pandemic. Yeah. Not even my screen time, just taking over the TV in the living room. Just you guys have to watch this and just force my family to watch it with me. Also, like, Avatar, I thought, oh, my God, it was so good. Yeah, um, that was one of my favorite quarantine shows for sure. Avatar and Legend of Korra, amazing shows. Uh, I never watched Nickelodeon as a kid. I really missed out. And Avatar, still, I think about it every day. (laughs) What about you, Bree? Anything quarantine, fun TV shows? Um, I've noticed myself go back to cartoons a lot more. Like I've revisited so many shows that are like considered kid shows. Like now I'm obsessed with them. Like I rewatched Sophia the First and I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually kind of good. <laughs> like I was rewatching so many like cartoon kitty shows. Uh, yeah, when you started think- when you said cartoon, I was like, oh yeah. Avatar Glass, Airbender, things like that. I did not think of Sophia the First. I, I think I still remember the theme song. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show off right now, but I'm pretty sure I can probably hit it up there if you guys want to hear it. Not right now. I we don't have time for that. But yeah, I think I, the would love it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have to pay for a cameo to get that kind of content. Um, I think Bree, you bring up a really funny point. Is um, kitty TV shows are like kids and like stuff like that. And um, Avatar: Last Airbender is not it. Like it is not like predominantly a kids show. That show is so deep. Like I, <laughs> I okay. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel kind of silly, but. There are some really awesome, like, topics that they tackle. And I feel like I haven't seen that in basically any other kids' shows. I mean, yeah, they have deep topics and a lot of them, but, like, Avatar is so different. Like, I don't, yeah, along with that, like, I don't think, I don't know how it's a kids' show and not, like, a teen show or something like that. Well, right, and they don't even, like, tackle it in a way where it's, like, this is an adult topic. Like, they don't, like, shove it in your face, like, Katara literally takes down an entire, I don't know, mate, like patriarchy in the first season. Like that's just something that happens in the show. And, you know, I- They do it so effortlessly. Effortlessly. Like that's not something that happens in TV shows now. And I think it, I know I'm gonna show my kids Avatar. That's gonna be their show. And forcibly, of course. They don't have a choice. But it's not like it'll matter. That show's amazing. So, um, I know we can talk about Avatar for an entire podcast. I, I personally can. Um, Bria, I'm curious, have your shows changed? Like any taste change? Um, any different genres that you've tackled? Um, I feel like yes and no. Like I definitely revisited shows that I didn't watch before. And I definitely did like, reach out like different genres and stuff like for instance cartoons and stuff I went back to cartoons and I definitely went to like lots of action-packed films and right. lots of horror films in a way like my I feel like my taste went very far since quarantine has begun no I think that's a trend with everyone I used to hate horror but nothing beats living in a pandemic in real life so like nothing is scary so <laughs> nothing is scary compared to, to what we're living in right now. What about you, Hari? I know you talked about anime and things like that. Um, well, yeah, along with the horror thing, like I used to like horror, but I feel like I really got into it during quarantine. It's nothing like, I mean, I feel like I've just thought about so many existential topics <laughs> by now. I really, I have a very high tolerance to be <laughs> so nothing can beat the mind that nothing is scarier than your your own brain that's what that's what really scared me about horror movies is it wasn't the actual like thing that they ended up showing it's like me having to sit there and think what is going to show because like i would always i would always make the movie so much better in my head like they should have just had me make the horror movie for them because whatever i was thinking was going to happen was way scarier than what actually happened but um I feel like for me all my life, I haven't, weirdly, I haven't been as scared with the movies that could literally happen, like serial killers and like robbers and like stuff like that. But I've been more scared with like the paranormal movies. Like, really? It's, it's really yeah. interesting. I don't know why. Is that, is that where you were going to say, Brie? 
Yeah, I like to think of like, what would I do in that situation? Because I feel like with like robbers and stuff, we've been like trained to know what to do, I guess, in a way, because those situations would actually happen. But like, what would I do if there was like a killer clown eating kids? Like, how would I <laughs> And no one in the town believed you. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know if this really falls under horror, but something that I watched that was on Netflix, it's an original, it's like their original anthology series that isn't necessarily original. It's based off of a book. It's called The Haunting of Hill House and then The Haunting of Blind Manor, which is like not necessarily a continuation, but it takes like the same actors and just puts them into new characters, like an anthology series. Uh, have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've definitely heard of it. It sounds really good. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, you have to watch it, especially Haunting of Blind Manor. It really deals with like the paranormal ghost aspect of it, but then it also makes you really care for these characters in a way where it's like, I, I think I was very upset for a week, just how it ended. Like it made me upset, like spiritually. It made me want to like go back in the show and save the characters in a way that you couldn't save them. It, it's very interesting. It I recommend it for sure. You guys have to watch it. That'll definitely go on my list. Thank you. And then you have to put my name at the bottom. I need credit for everything. So that, that goes on to the topic of finding a new show. Do you guys find it easy to find a new show? Or do you guys get stuck rewatching things? I feel like I rewatch shows. Like yeah. it's really hard for me to find new shows, even when people recommend stuff. I don't like not know. I don't like not knowing what's gonna happen in a way. I like the predictability of like seeing this show and knowing, oh, this is when this person's going to die or this is when <laughs> this person lives or something. But I totally get that. And especially with shows, like their first season is always kind of like slow. And like you always have that friend, like, don't worry, after the first season, it gets so much better. But you're like, I don't have time for this. I have Avatar The Last Airbender I can watch for the 50th time in a row. I know what's going to happen. And some of those shows, you notice things that you didn't notice the first time, and then it just makes the rewatching experience so much more enjoyable. I feel like for me, I like I can start a show, but it's the problem of like sticking with it for me. Like I can easily start so many shows, but like I can't go through all of them completely and like still be interested. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, um, you know, Ferris Bueller is like a classic movie. Everybody's like, that's a, one of the best movies ever. But I think Ferris Bueller is so annoying that I cannot enjoy the movie. Like, I think he is so annoying. I'm like, you're dragging your friends through all this trouble for what? This kid just destroyed his dad's car. I'm like, I would hate to be your friend. Like, I don't know, something about it. Like, I know that's not how you're supposed to be taking in the movie. But that's how I take it. And the character for me has to have like a certain set of qualities for me to actually watch it. Sometimes characters can be too distracting when like this is stupid. Then I just turn it away. Yeah, I think I've experienced that with a few characters. I literally, they're just so like infuriating and cringeworthy that I can't, like I just can't watch it. And yeah. Yeah, I know that's how people are with The Office. They hate Michael Scott. I know my dad is one of those guys who's like, this guy is so annoying. Like, he thinks about it as like, what if he was my manager type of thing? Like, yeah, if he was my manager, I would hate my life. But for a show, I think it's pretty funny. But then you start rewatching, I'm like, okay, now he's just being annoying. 
So it kind of comes like, are you seeing them as characters? Or are you seeing them as people? And it's kind of coming in to this weird type of thing. That's why superhero movies are pretty good because there's no way that they're real people. So. Yeah, true. Um, like also, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Oh yeah, um, I feel like also, like, yeah, with shows like The Office, I'll watch them through, like, the first time. And then when I go back to rewatch it, like, I find all of these new little things that are annoying to me and, like, characters and, like, mannerisms. And I'm just like, why did I watch this in the first place? Well, I don't know if Brie can relate to this. I don't know if you've watched The Office or anything. But I rewatched The Office. And every time I rewatch it with my family, because my, my parents love the show. I think it was like their favorite show when they were a young couple. Um, I don't like Jim. Every time I rewatch it, I start to not like Jim. I'm like, dude, she's engaged. Like this, like it, this happens. Like I get it. And now I'm like, okay, Jim, you need to back off. Like this is kind of weird. And this is that, like, she's obviously not into you right now. Or like, how would you know she's into like, this is like, I don't know. For me, it's Jim. Jim's the character that I start to hate, and Dwight is the character I start to like more. I'm like, oh, Dwight's just trying to do his job. Leave him alone. Things like that. Also with, like, Grey's Anatomy, I don't know if you've watched it or not, but okay, so there's this character named Derek. Everyone loves him. I personally don't. Like, when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, he's fine, blah, blah, blah. And everyone calls him, like, McDreamy or whatever. <laughs> but, like, when I started to rewatch it, I just noticed how much, like how arrogant he was and just how terrible of a person he was. And I was like, why do people like him? I don't understand. Yeah, I feel like a, a liked character has to have such like an exaggerated like characteristic where um, it, you're either going to love it or there's people that are going to hate it. There's no in between. Because like characters that are more grounded, that are too realistic, aren't don't have that quality where it's like, I want to be that person. I don't want to be a boring person. I want to be someone who can like move things with my mind and things like that. Like I get that type of thing. Um, yeah, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if that's just me. Am I the only person left? I think you need to be really dedicated because it's like, I think they're on their 16th season or something now or 17. So yeah, it, you need to have extreme dedication to that. Brie, have you watched Grey's Anatomy? I have not. You have not. Okay, so the majority exactly. here has not seen Grey's Anatomy, so I'm not the only person. Yeah. What is, what is it about? Just like hospital drama? Is that even a thing? Basically, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it, it's about, well, in the beginning, it's about like these um, new like surgical inter interns and then like all of the drama that they experience and like being a surgeon and all of that. And then it just continues for 17 seasons. When did you start watching them? I think I, okay, I think I started in like sixth grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is dedication. Fair, like I watched all of the seasons that were like on Netflix. And then as the years went by, it came out in like summer, um, like the new seasons. So I would just watch them periodically. And I, oh. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm kind of bored of it now. So I might stop, but we'll see. Is there a show? I don't even remember what shows I watched in sixth grade. Maybe like The Walking Dead because I thought it was cool. I thought I was like, I don't care if I see someone get cut open. That's not something I'm scared of or something like that. I don't know. That's the only show I really remember watching besides like, I don't know if this was sixth grade, like Lab Rats, Jesse, Wizards of Waverly Place. That definitely wasn't sixth grade. Those are like my shows that I remember. 
I was a kid in the golden age. It's all, it's all, it's all gone downhill now. I don't, what do kids even have to look up to now? Like, they don't have Jesse. They don't have, like, yeah, they don't have Zach and Cody. Yeah, what the heck? Well, actually, going back to what Bree said in the beginning is going back to cartoonish shows. I have found myself actually having time to sit down and kind of, like, take in what my brothers are watching. And Teen Titans Go, I think I hated it when I was younger because it's like, I loved the original Teen Titans Go. That was something I watched. I love Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Or What's New Scooby-Doo? I don't like the newer stuff that they've done. And so when I, Teen Titans Go came out, I was like, no, 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 no. This is stupid. This is wrong. This is not okay. This is a massacre. But now I'm like actually laughing at it. Like, I think it's kind of funny. I just, it's hard because I, it, it has, like nostalgia is so powerful. That That's just my thoughts on it. I, I Teen Titans Go, that's something else. Um, let's see here. Bree, what is something that you watched when you were in sixth grade that you miss or that you're like, oh my God, that's stupid. Why did I watch that? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really remember. Yeah. Were you were you a Saturday morning type of person, like the Saturday morning cartoons? Do you guys remember that? Like that's when everything came out Saturday mornings, like Total Drama Island, things like that. Oh, I remember that show. That sh- that show was my introduction to like rom com, like era. Like, I was like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Do you see what happened? Like things like that. I think it's so funny. It really was a Total Drama Island. Now that I I think about it. I thought it was so scandalous. I was like, am I supposed to be watching this like, as a five-year-old? Like, <laughs> and it's a Canadian show. I did not know that. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> and it's on Netflix now, which makes it also more accessible and things like that. So I have a question here that I don't think we prepared for. How did you guys determine what you were going to watch in quarantine? Like, what was the process? Um, I just like, okay, so there were new shows that came out and they, you know, they got a lot of hype and I was like, I have to watch them. Like, it's not something, it's not a choice. I have to watch them. I need to determine. And so like, I watched Outer Banks. I watched Tiger King. I watched, what else? I don't know, the other shows. So those were, those were fine. They weren't, you know, like award-winning or anything. But I feel like for the other shows, I mostly rewatch shows. Just whatever I was in the mood for. Playing it too. What about you, Brie? Um, I started off with like, you know, the Tiger King type stuff, you know, at the beginning of quarantine. And then I kind of just looked back on what I did like in the past and I bounced back off of that. But like I watched a lot of teenage drama type stuff and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty great. Tiger King definitely was the gateway show. And then I remember they did a bonus episode where it was like all of them on a Zoom call talking about the show after the fact. Something about watching that was like, these are real people. Like, this is a real thing that happened. Like, (laughs) seeing them talk on their iPhones and AirPods in and talking, I was like, these are real people. And they're insane. Most of them are insane. Like they actually truly believe like the way that they portrayed them to believe. I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. And Carol Baskins definitely did something. Uh, Yes. 
Do you know she's on Dancing with the Stars? That was that was crazy. That I thought that was a fever dream. I thought that was a product of quarantine sleep deprivation. I did not know that that was a real thing until I saw it on Twitter. Like I knew, like I knew someone had told me in passing, Carol Baskins is gonna be on Dancing with the Stars. And I never realized that that actually happened. Like what a way, like quarantine has come full circle, hasn't it? Like what a way to end 2020. Yeah. Did you see that, Brie? The <laughs> any thoughts? That I don't it's just that it doesn't feel real in a way. Yeah, there's nothing to say. She just I, like I think she had like tiger leg warmers and then a dress and then her like flower crown. I was like, what is this woman doing? <laughs> but they did good. They trained her how to dance. Like she looked like she knew how to dance. It but it was definitely a publicity stunt because I think she was like kicked out of the second round or something like that. I don't know. But not to get totally off topic, Dancing with the Stars is a scam because Zendaya didn't win. Zendaya should have won. Zendaya should have won. She's amazing. Yeah. Sure. Does anybody have anything else they would like to add about quarantine and TV? Because my Zoom... My free Zoom account plan is telling me it's going to kick me out in 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, what were you guys' like, favorite shows that you watched? You can take that one, Brie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Grand Army. Oh, I looked into that after you told me about it. It looks good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. It's- yeah. I love it so much because like the characters they're so diverse and like you can have your own opinion about them and it's like it's so good yeah that sounds cool I need I definitely need to watch it I looked into it and I watched the trailer after you told us about it and I was like okay this is actually like for real like this seems like a really good show um for me I know I said Avatar and Legend of Korra were like my biggest shows maybe for quarantine but I will have to say the ones that really left me with like um depressed or really happy was queen's gambit and um haunting a blind man those were my two mm, yeah i need to watch queen's gambit like I, i've been putting it off because i'm watching like some other shows but i need to watch that the I guy who know. plays ferb is in it and i was like i know who that kid is oh, and Thomas. yeah thatcher something right yeah. He does not look like an adult. He's an adult now. He does not look like an adult. <laughs> the Maze Runner, and oh my god, he looks the exact same as he did when he was, he was like he's played so many roles when he was a kid too, and he looks the exact same. Yeah, the man does not age. Like it'll look good for him in the future, but right now it's just like something he's gonna get laughed at for. Even with a mustache in the show, I was like, this dude is like 13. Get him off. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> what about you, Lahari? Favorite show? Uh, I have to say Avatar. Avatar. I, like, I surprisingly really liked it, considering um, my sister tried to get me to watch it so many times when I was younger. And I could, I just never did it because I was like, I hate Avatar, like blah, blah, blah. Um, but like she loved Avatar and she loves anime and stuff. And like, I just, I don't know, maybe it was a subconscious thing. I was like, oh, I don't like it because she likes it. But like now I love it. Like I, 
love it. <laughs> and now she's like, who's laughing now? Who doesn't like yeah. it now? <laughs> Siblings. What are they for if they're not here to remind you about mistakes from the past of not watching all the time? All right. So we would like to know what everyone else recommends us that we should watch. And we would like to know what people have been watching. To close out today, what do you guys plan to watch next? Personally, I'm looking to start. I think it's the sequel to Silence of the Lambs. It's a movie called Red Dragon. I'm just not a big movie person. I can watch 10 hours of a TV show, but like an hour and a half of a movie, you won't, you won't catch me there. I think I'll watch Queen's Gambit and that new show that came out on Netflix called Selena. Oh, yes. Selena. I love Selena. I watched the J-Lo movie last week, or not last week, two weeks ago, and I love Selena. I don't know why I completely forgot about that, except I'm really scared because I've seen some mixed reviews. But I'm going to watch it with my mom. What about you, Brie? I think I'll also check out Selena and probably Avatar because I have not seen it. <gasps> okay. <laughs> We're going to have to re-meet and follow up this segment. We're going to talk about Selena and Avatar. We can go into full, full breakdown. You got to bring notes. You got to write notes. You got to tell us your thoughts. We need to know. Because you're a new convert. We need to... We need to make sure that you experienced it in the way that it should be experienced with full, um, young, like childhood joy, nostalgia, as it should. Well, I think this was a really awesome conversation. I can't wait to meet back with you guys again and to talk more about TV shows and all that kind of stuff.